Welcome to Leading to Prosperity podcast. And uh, today we are in discussion with Dr. Uh, David Cropley, a professor of engineering innovation at the University of South Australia. His research interests lie in measurement of product creativity, measuring innovation capacity in organizations, creativity in schools and education, creativity and innovation in terrorism and crime, and the nexus of creative problem solving and engineering. In this uh, situation, um, where the businesses are having challenges, uh, how to go about in doing things, and with this unprecedented uh, challenges, what we are going through, uh, we thought uh, doctor with his experience to get some insight into what um, we as businesses need to look into and change the strategy or the way of working uh, based on his advice or let us hear from him how could we improve from where we are and take some uh, tips and bits from him. With that, I welcome Dr. Cropley. Thank you. Yeah. Dr. David, uh, we are in these challenging times and um, you've been, been watching and some of your, uh, you know, uh, some of the important travels have been canceled. You were going, going and seeing some of your clients to help them. At these challenging times, uh, the entrepreneurs and companies are looking, how do you think uh, innovation could be key for them and how could that be uh, mitigated? Well, I think the, the characteristic, as I'm sure everybody realizes, is that, that things are changing very rapidly uh, at the moment. And in some ways, I mean, that's, that's normal business, but the, the current situation with the coronavirus and so on has, has really accelerated that and, and made it very, very obvious and apparent uh, the impact that that's having. So, you know, I think we, we understand that, that, uh, we're, that, that a normal business environment is defined by rapid change. But that's, of course, that's a challenge, but it's also a good thing because it's that change that creates the new problems and new opportunities that businesses take advantage of. So uh, I think, I mean, as far as businesses are concerned right now, it, of course, it's a difficult time and there are, there are the day-to-day challenges of, of staying in operation, maintaining business and so on. But uh, I think to the greatest extent possible, both large companies and, and small organizations and, and single entrepreneurs have to to really try to look beyond uh, the immediate crisis and and look at the opportunities that will present themselves later on, and even the opportunities that that are possible right now. Uh, I think a good example um, that that you may have seen yourself is is some breweries changing over their production facilities to make hand sanitizer. I mean, there's a, a great example of a company that is that is finding um, a kind of a virtue in the current situation and realizing that there are there are opportunities in this current environment so so rapid change even if it's the kind of change we're experiencing right now brings problems and opportunities for businesses and i think for a lot of organizations you know they have to kind of you know hold hold strong and and do their best to maintain their operations but look at this still as an opportunity for for new things and an opportunity also to perhaps spend a little bit of time re-examining their own processes and, and seeing that there are opportunities for innovation and, and change in their own business practices. 
Yeah, that's a great example, uh, David. The only uh, way how people are changing, like car manufacturers are doing ventilators and uh, you know, breweries are doing the uh, hand sanitizer. But then yeah. um, that's, that's just an opportunity at this point in time. I don't think they will continue to do that forever. But for the businesses, those who are running for quite some time, at this point in time, uh, what is important today for them, whether it is BAU or the, whether they should start focusing on innovation, because the thing is like uh, any innovative company, they would have a capacity to innovate and try to do uh, something what they could do better. Uh, in the same way now, uh, we are in a situation where uh, whether we should focus on uh, the BIU activities to ensure that, yeah, we let us run our business for the next six to eight months, and then we look into the other part of it, or uh, have uh, a parallel thing going on in an organization. Well, I would say it's that both are important, of course, and and I suppose that the challenge right now is primarily to to maintaining the the business as usual parts of the business. But, but of course, both are important. And, and I think that's the case for, for any business at any time that, you know, we have the, 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 the kind of current activities that are, are what sus typically sustains a business. But every business should also be looking one step ahead to, to incremental improvements that can be made to current products or current processes. And of course, uh, businesses also should be looking two or three steps ahead to what, what those new, more disruptive opportunities and, and products and processes might be. Um, so I'm sure you, you and the listeners are aware of things like the 70-20-10 the kind of split of, of you know, your current business activity, of course, is the majority of your concern, but, but every business should be devoting a slice of attention to, to incremental improvements and opportunities and, and more radical or disruptive opportunities again of course that's that's easy to say but under these current conditions uh you know the, the challenge and the threat is coming to the the sort of day-to-day -day business so if, if businesses can can find a way to 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 kind of survive through that um they they should be preparing for and looking ahead even more to those to the to the next step and to two and three steps ahead so a mixture of both. It's, it's business as usual, as far as possible, as well as incremental and, and disruptive, innovative opportunities. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, that's something actually some of the uh, organizations have already done that instead of, uh, you know, um, trying to cut their 20% of the staff, what they're trying to do is they're pushing those 20% of the staff to do innovation and try to do something different for their business and what best can be done, how can we improve? So that 20% of the people are trying to do that. And your point is absolutely the same. Like when we have 70, 20 and 10, uh, some percentage of the people, those who are focusing on that will definitely help. Uh, the amazing uh, point, uh, David, thank you for that. And uh, next one would be, how would innovation help companies to get through these tough time situations? Like we know that you mentioned they need to focus on uh, BAU as well as their uh, innovation. But then how could innovation help when you say, when you said like uh, they have to be three step ahead, what, how does actually you would uh, uh, suggest businesses to think through? 
Well, of course, um, and one of the, the catches or the challenges is that that um, it's really, you know, the, the companies will get through this and will will find ways to innovate and so on. It's the things that they've already done six months ago, a year ago, and the culture that's in place that, that will help them to, to be innovative and to, to get through this period. So in some ways, if, if a company wasn't innovating already and hadn't developed that capacity to some extent, then, then I mean, I don't want to say it's too late, but, you know, those are the companies that will, will find greater challenges right now. Um, however, having said that, of course, even, even uh, you know, a, a single uh, entrepreneur or, or a large or a small or a large or small enterprise that, that is only really thinking about these things right now. There are still things that, that, that the individual and the organization can be doing to, to put themselves in a better position for, for what's going to happen tomorrow and, and beyond into the future. Uh, I think, as we mentioned before, with the business as usual, that, that at least the current circumstances present an opportunity to, to think a little bit more, you know, to devote a larger percentage of time to what might be coming in the future and to examining, to applying the sort of concepts of innovation to your own internal processes and, and business practices and so on, to, to look at those as areas for potential innovation and to say, well, if things are quiet right now, let's sort of look internally and apply some innovation internally so that at the end of this, we come out stronger and, and better prepared for future shocks. Uh, at the same time, of course, be be looking externally for for what are the short term uh, business opportunities coming out of this, as well as what's going to happen, you know, in six months' time or a year when hopefully things return to normal. What what business opportunities will be arising then? Yeah, that, that's that's uh, an important point that already made. Uh, is See, the thing is, we know that uh, the the push and pull of the market, which is required for innovation, at this point in time, the uncertainty is basically, which is a driving, like what we don't even know what the push is, what the pull is. So at this unprecedented times, like uh, what we are going through, uh, looking inside and trying to build their capacity, that is one thing would help and also uh, trying to see the opportunities like what you said is key and yeah that's that's the right way to uh, what we call it as review internal review of their own capacity makes a lot of difference for the companies then if 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 we are looking in those lines so for the uh, c suit executives uh, how important is innovation right now because the thing is they are sitting on fire and uh, when uh, trillions and billions of uh, money has been wiped off, uh, what is important for them? Is it innovation or is there anything that uh, they would like, they have to look into to ensure that uh, their businesses make, go back, get back to the normalcy? Well, I guess I, I'm, I'm best placed to, to talk about the, the innovation aspects. And I think, um, even now, an important thing for for you know executives and and leaders in a business to to remind themselves is that that they don't have to be the innovators themselves necessarily. I mean, it's great if if senior leaders in an organisation are also contributing to to the innovation process 
directly, but the most important role, of course, is as the conductor of the orchestra. So uh, I think it's also a, a good opportunity now for, for leadership in an organization to, to really reflect on that and to, to remind themselves that it's uh, that, you know, the, the key for innovation now and in the future is, is creating the right sort of culture and environment and sending, setting the right sort of tone, sending the right kinds of messages to people in the organization. Maybe especially now, it's important to say, you know, we, we mustn't be afraid to continue to look for new opportunities. We mustn't kind of retreat into our shells and, and become hyper risk averse right now, because that, that in many ways would be the, the worst possible reaction. So, you know, the, the organization's leadership has, has really got to, to sort of stand tall right now and, and send the right signals and messages that, that innovation is as important now, even, even in this environment, as it ever is. And of course, the, the job of the, the leader in an organization with respect to innovation is really ensuring that three things are provided. And that, of course, is sufficient time for people to, to engage in innovation, uh, the, the resources that they need. And of course, you know, that's challenging right now, but still trying to provide adequate resources, uh, some, some time, uh, not just time, but you know, the physical resources, uh, you know, funding even if that's, if that's appropriate. And then also uh, the support. So sending those really clear messages to people in the organization that innovation is still important, it's still valued, it's going to be important for for how they move through this period and and beyond. So, you know, being being the conductor of the orchestra and focusing on those three things: time, resources, and support, and trying to make sure that that those are still prioritized so that innovation can still function and take place in the organization. That's a very key and important point, what you mentioned there, David. Uh, it's key for the leader and uh, to ensure that people are not worried and also the people, those who have confidence in the, on the leaders so that they could, they could do the things in a right way. And the key important things is time resources slash funding or the support, which is, which is very, very key in any innovation. And uh, without that, I don't think we could do anything better in the innovation. Yeah. That's that's. Thank you for that. And uh, David, for for CIOs and CXOs again, C-suit uh, organization, how do they uh, identify or they uh, find out their innovative capacity of their own organization? How could they go about it, doing it today? Well, that's it's a good question, and of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you in a moment that I've got a, a method for doing that, but. Um, before I do, if we, we sort of take a little step back, uh, there are really two approaches to measuring innovation in an organization. The traditional approach uh, or so-called lagging measures is that, that organizations measure things after they've already happened. So we look at things like profitability or market share or, or number of patents uh, and, and you know, very sort of tangible quantitative measures like that. The problem with those measures is that while they're quite easy to measure and the data usually exist, uh, they're historical measures. So they tell us what happened in the organization last month or last quarter or last year. And the, the, the disadvantage of that is that those, because they're things that have already happened, 
they, we can't do anything about them. We can't change what happened. So the, the logic there is that, that past performance is some kind of indicator of future performance. And, and that's true, but uh, fewer companies also look at the other end of the spectrum and look at leading measures of innovation. So if we kind of start today and say, how innovative are we capable of being tomorrow, next quarter, next year? That's a different kind of measure. And unfortunately, those things are, are tougher to measure because we're trying to measure less tangible things. And we're also trying to, to measure things that, that, that have more of a kind of direct predictive element about them. But by, by focusing on both, so I'm, I'm not suggesting that we, we abandon lagging measures, of, sort of traditional measures, but that we need to supplement those with leading measures of things to do with innovation capacity. And those sorts of innovation capacity measures typically uh, revolve around things that people do and, and the processes that we use, the, our ability to generate ideas, and also our, the, the individual and the, the sort of organizational personal qualities like willingness to take risks and openness to new ideas. The good news, of course, is that those things can be measured and, and in sort of psychological terms, for example, or organizational terms, all of those things can be measured uh, and they, they give us then not just the historical picture of the organization's performance, but also a kind of future predictive measure of, of performance that tells us something about, you know, the ability of people to deal with change when it occurs, to generate new ideas and, and to, to, you know, continue um, sort of moving forward. And uh, of course, you, know, you and I have had discussions about the measure that I developed. Uh, so we, with colleagues, we've developed a leading measure of organizational innovation capacity. And that, that looks at a number of different factors like the, the, the uh, personality and the behavior of individual people and teams. It looks at the thinking processes that people employ in innovation. Uh, and it looks at the organizational culture. And if we, we then combine that with, with a, a more sort of complete suite of uh, lagging measures as well, we, we get a much richer picture, not just of what happened, but what is likely to happen in the future. And that's very, very informative, I think, for, for the leadership in an organization, because that allows us to pinpoint teams and parts of the organization that have particular strengths uh, in innovation and, and to really, you know, to develop and, and uh, tailor what we do to to try and ensure that we get the best innovation result in the future. Thank you, David. Thank you for uh, bringing up your uh, product, which we were looking at getting to the uh, to the organizations to look at their capacity. Basically, that is that is a key for knowing what's happening in the future. Because the thing is, like as you rightly mentioned. Going back and looking at the past is very easy, and uh, that's all the historical data. Whereas uh, being proactive, uh, especially in the innovation space, is key. And uh, I'm sure that many of our viewers would be keen on that. And uh, in these unprecedented times, that would help them to identify where they are as an organization and how could they. Uh, incorporate or inculcate uh, this culture within their organizations and uh, they make the positive use of the situations like this and convert them into the positivity. So with that... Uh, can, I, can I just add, yeah. can I just add to, to the, I mean, you're absolutely right that 
that if if organizations are in a period now where things are, are quieter and so on as we mentioned before it is an opportunity to sort of look internally and say you know we've, we've got a little bit of extra time uh, and hopefully still you know the, the resources to to do a little bit of, of sort of self-analysis and and this idea of looking internally at the organization's innovation capacity to see where where are we already quite strong but also where are, are there areas where we could be better so that when we get out of this then you know we'll emerge a stronger organization with a greater innovation capacity thank you david thank you for uh, giving that clarification and helping the viewers to understand it better there is one question uh, related to uh, <coughs> capacity david uh, the quick turnaround of the organization can it can it be treated as uh, uh, the the better uh, innovative company or how do you measure that as an innovation if they turn around and they are back and they are doing the business as usual so what is your views on that well there 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 have been a number of studies that look at some of the advantages that that a good innovation capacity gives to companies and in fact there's there's quite a lot of different things that have been examined in in research studies that show a, a pattern of of benefits and so i mean beyond just you know developing new products and so on but studies suggest that more innovative companies are more resilient to, to shocks. I mean, that's a, a good example from previous uh, economic downturns and so on. That that uh, being more resilient, they, you know, they 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 suffer fewer effects from downturns and they recover more quickly, which of course is directly relevant to, to what we're talking about now. But also, uh, other studies along similar lines have shown that uh, a number of things like uh, more innovative companies have lower turnover and and more engaged employees uh, that you know they they are better able to deal with with related aspects of of you know difficult times and so on so you know, not just that bouncing back but but kind of a, a suite of of aspects of being able to deal with with you know negative events and, and shocks and so on that they can recover more quickly so so there is the the good news is that there is evidence from multiple studies that having a stronger capacity for innovation, being a, being a more innovative company is a good thing, especially in these sorts of times where, where economic conditions are, are weaker or whether there are particular shocks like we're now experiencing. Thank you, David. Thank you for uh, that. And the next one we would like to look at uh, from the future businesses point of view, like where do you think the businesses might go from here uh, if they start adopting innovation? Well, um, I mean, if my answer, of course, is going to be that, that uh, developing a capacity for innovation is the key. So um, I know, again, it's it's easy to say and, and perhaps hard to believe for, for organizations that are going through the difficulties right now, but you know, it, it seems clear that, that things will get better. And whether it takes you know, one or two months or six months or a year, it seems absolutely certain that things will return to, to some kind of normality and that there will be all sorts of opportunities arising. I think what's, what's particularly interesting for a lot of organizations 
is that um, so we you know a lot of organizations are already thinking and talking about digitization industry four and and all these sorts of related technologies i think one thing that this current crisis is showing is what the problem is that digitization and industry four is a solution to and so if you go back you know six months or a year people people are are using big data, AI, digitization, and so on to improve businesses. But, but I think this current crisis has really accelerated that process and it's highlighted to us where some of the benefits of these technologies lie. So I think as we come out of the other side of this, um, I personally, I think there's going to be an explosion of, of innovation because people will have sort of seen a different world and and realize that that you know there are, are all sorts of new problems that need to be solved i mean even even you know uh, video conferencing like this one i mean you know the technology has existed for a number of years but it's never really got going but i think after after this current crisis we're going to see that and especially the longer it goes on that this is going to become much more normal but this is going to create all sorts of related new business opportunities and ideas so uh, again as, as difficult as it might seem right now i think there are there are really interesting opportunities and, and sort of good times on the horizon uh, provided we can we can kind of hold our nerve and and that's why i think it's important for organizations to be doing two things one is taking the opportunity now to develop their innovation capacity so they're better placed to exploit this in the future and also really sort of sitting down and, and trying to, to already begin to think about what are those opportunities that are going to arise, you know, later this year, next year and beyond. Yeah. Thank you, David. Yeah, it is, it is key for uh, organizations to be ready and also the, uh, the alternatives which have been, going on right now to take the advantage of the situation for example working from home schools are teaching in the at, uh, online and you know everything like you know earlier we never had an opportunity for uh, banks or the financial institutions to be uh, supported from home because the thing is they had to go to the office they have to keep their mobiles aside and they cannot take any of their personal devices into their uh, IDCs to support them, but today the same banks are telling that okay, you can support us from wherever you are. So businesses are going on, and that's a great opportunity for us to look into it. And especially the technology which is helping us to get better and best. And they were already there, as you rightly said. And we are trying to see how best we can use them. That's a great. I think it's 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 more that uh, well, you're, you're right. I agree and. The, I think the current situation, what, what is different is that it's causing us to challenge the old assumptions. So like you said with the banks, people probably said, oh, you can't work from home. It's just not possible. But now, because we've had to actually, you know, look at those assumptions, people are going, actually, you know what? It is possible to work from home uh, in the banking sector. And, and you know, we, we've got no choice. So people have kind of broken through those old assumptions. And, and as they kind of look through you know that barrier. They go actually. You know this is this is feasible and and possible. I, I think it's also creating. Uh, you know it's changing our habits. My wife is a is a psychologist, and now she's you know doing all her consultations uh, as video calls and so on. 
And I think what's particularly interesting about that is that, that the, the members of the public are going to not want to go back to the old way. Like people are going to say, why should I go to a doctor's office, sit there for half an hour waiting for my appointment and have my appointment and so on and then drive home and I have to pay for parking. People are going to say, I don't want to do that anymore because I know now that I can just ring my doctor or psychologist. And, and so I think you know, we as, as members of the public are just going to refuse to go back to some of the old paradigms. But the businesses that are already looking and thinking, well, what will that new paradigm be? How will people's behavior change? I think those businesses right now can start to identify opportunities for new services and new products that, that will support this new paradigm. Thank you, David. That's, that's, that's the way it is going. And I was talking to one company in India and I understand that they procured almost 6,000 laptops in two days. And they yeah. said all the team has to work from home. And for the critical staff, they are locked down in their own building with a kitchen, fully operational kitchen and everything taken care. So things are happening and we are still supporting globally. With that, uh, David, we are getting to the uh, last couple of questions and before uh, we finish. One is like, how do you encourage the uh, solopreneur or the young entrepreneurs to be motivated? That's my first question. And will you be available for any of the viewers to respond back and help them in, the, uh, in their challenging times? Yeah, well, uh, I think the motivation one is, is, of course, very important, especially for, for people perhaps working on their own and, you know, who are, who are sole traders and entrepreneurs and so on, because, I mean, we know that, that that's tough. You know, even when the conditions are good, it's hard being an entrepreneur. Uh, so I think, you know, in, in those cases, I mean, uh, maybe the motivation is to really try to look look a little bit further into the future and say, you know, that there are, there are going to be unbelievable opportunities coming out of this. And, and maybe, maybe the, the silver lining of this current situation for entrepreneurs, especially is to, to really do some, some sort of, you know, gazing into the crystal ball and, and to say, how, you know, look around, how, how are things really changing? And what, what are the things that people are not going to want to give up and, and go back to? And, you know, and so use that time to, to, to be motivated to say there are really interesting opportunities coming. So let me, let me sit down and really try to, to imagine what this, this changed world is going to be like and, and look at that. You know, it's, it's basically a sort of encyclopedia of new opportunities that are coming and, and entrepreneurs should be sitting there flicking through that encyclopedia thinking, you know, there are opportunities in all these different areas. Uh, and the second part of your question is, is uh, of course, I'd be delighted if, if you know, any of uh, your listeners um, feel that I can, I can help or offer any, any useful advice and so on, or want to know more about the, the sort of work that I do in, in innovation, measuring innovation capacity and creativity and so on, uh, then, of course, we'd, we'd love to, to have further discussions. Amazing, David. Thank you for that. And it's a great uh, honor to be have you in the call and uh, also discuss some of the uh, challenging uh, things going on uh, in the current current business scenario as well as in the society. So, and also uh, there is a big hope and big opportunities lying there for all of us to think differently and uh, make sure, uh, take the advantage of it and try to get better. And also, um, 
thank you for David. He will be available for any of your questions which um, you may want to ask with him. Uh, you can post it on uh, us to Genesis. We will uh, interact with David or if you want to have a conversation with him, we will facilitate that too. Uh, with that, thank you, David. Thank you for your time and appreciate and uh, you and your family keep safe. Thank you very much, Deepak, and, and uh, all the best to your listeners as well. I, like I said, I know it's it's one thing to sit here and, and talk about it, and I know that a lot of business people are doing it tough right now. So, you know, we, we understand and appreciate that. But, uh, you know, all I can say is, is, you know, do your best to hang on take advantage of, of any of the support that's that's currently being provided and and uh, I'm sure in a few months time uh, things will look a lot brighter thank you david thank you again